It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of Bottom of the Bargain Bin. In the wide world of Asylum Mockbusters, we sometimes see a movie release a couple of days ahead of the movie it's ripping off to confuse people. But the next movie I'm reviewing came out a whole three years ahead of the mainstream version. How? And what are those movies? Do you remember Disney's John Carter? Yeah, Disney doesn't want to either. It received some generally okay reviews, some good, some bad, but Disney lost a lot of money on it. It did so poorly at the box office that it's considered one of the biggest flops in cinema. But it came out in 2012. Asylum's John Carter from Mars came out in 2009. So, did Disney rip them off? No. Because both movies are based on a book called A Princess of Mars from 1917. Total Recall from 1990 also took some cues from that novel. So it's possible people thought John Carter ripped off that too. And the DVD cover of John Carter of Mars also claims the original story inspired Avatar. The parts of it did draw some inspiration, but that is a bold claim to make. Asylum's John Carter movie was actually called Princess of Mars when Disney's movie came out, though. What a better way to cash in than just to rename it something very similar. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyways, the Disney version obviously has better acting and special effects, but takes a few liberties with the script, possibly to make people think it's not blatantly ripping off something even though the book did it first. However, I was surprised to find that aside from changing the period from the Civil War to modern day, the Asylum version actually is very faithful to the book. I think so, at least. I've never actually read the book, but the plot synopsis lines up with what I saw. The time period aside, John Carter is fighting in a war, and after being wounded in the line of duty, he is transported to Mars, which the Martians on Mars refer to it as Barsum. In the book, he hides in a cave which magically transports him. In this version, he is used as part of a teleportation experiment. Once on Mars, though, it is very much the same between the two versions. John Carter is enslaved by papier-mâché mask-wearing creatures known as the Tharks. They are impressed by his ability to jump like Super Mario. And give a promotion to a rank in their military as well. One of the Tharks, Tars Tarkas, is the main one who promotes him and befriends him. The only problem is John Carter can't understand a word these Tharks are saying. He is given a bug to eat. Ugh. He can magically understand them now. How about that? Hooray! You have to work on your hospitality. Hospitality. Why am I sounding like this? Now that we have your attention, allow me to introduce myself again. I'm Tars Tarkas. This is Solo. I'm John Carter. It's also about this time that John saves Deja Thoris, the princess of the rival race, who looks very similar to another space princess. That's ah, probably just a coincidence. Since we're seeing some Star Wars parallels, though, tell Hages this movie's bargain bin Jabba. God, this mask he's wearing is covering his entire face. I mean, 
I wish somebody would give this guy some more room to breathe or just get sound out of his mask. As told, you are a great fighter. I... I know this movie is cheap, but my man needs some air. I can barely hear his subpar acting. Jabba the Cheap is outraged that... John Carter of Mars. ...was given a military promotion by Tars Tarkas. That wasn't by the book. And John Carter's thrown in jail and forced eventually to duel Tarkas. However, when he's in jail, he meets Sarka, who was an Afghan mercenary who betrayed him earlier at the beginning of the movie. He finds out that this guy came to Mars with him and wants to colonize it. John Carter, of course, takes exception to this, and after a interesting fight, I guess, in a coliseum with Tarkas, he goes after Sarka, who takes the princess because he wants to love her for his own, and she's like, mm, get away from me. John Carter tracks them down in the same factory that was, I think, used in Attila. I can't verify that, but it looks exactly the same, and I've seen it used in some other Asylum movies. It's, it's kind of like in, in the 80s, there was this big factory that was used in, like, a bunch of action movies, Batman, RoboCop, The Crow, Crow's 90s, but... It was around that time they used the same place. Yes, this, it's got the same, the, the same bricks, the same, you know, weird pipes in the, you know, in, instead of going to this hospital like it does in Attila, it just goes into this, it's, in the book it's supposed to be this plant that gives everyone air. It's a giant control room in this version. I mean, it, it, honestly, it kind of looks like Spider-Man 2 with the... Doc Ox fusion reactor. And this is where it's kind of similar to Total Recall. Everybody living on Mars is starting to run out of air, and it's a race against time to try to get it back. The only person who can do this is the princess. Now, Sarka and John Carter get into a sword fight, and let me tell you, this is a horrible, horrible, one of the worst sword fights. Okay, listen, I know, you know, fighting in movies is choreography. I've been in shows that have had fights, you have choreography in them, but th this is like, they're just, I think the director was just like, okay, swing the swords at each other. And that's all they do. It's just clink, clank, clink, clank. You know, they don't do any, you know, woo, you know, moves swinging around the sword. No, they just kind of... <laughs> for a good three or four minutes. And then... Instead of some big climactic death scene, Sarka gets slown off by a, this giant bug comes down like a hawk. It just swoops him up and kills him. It's at this point John Carter reunites with the princess. They go back to the reactor. She puts in this code to give all the air back to everybody. And John Carter wakes up in modern times. The scientists and all the military people watching him think that this was maybe some sort of a dream. He says, well, you know, the teleportation didn't, you know, wasn't really successful. And he stares off into the sunset with a sniper rifle. And he says, I long for the princess from Mars. And the movie ends right there. Yeah, I have never seen the Disney John Carter movie, so I didn't know what to expect with this. And it's interesting that it actually does follow the book somewhat. But it's as as well as it adapts the book, it fails in a lot of other departments, like literally everything else. Terrible sets, uh, the terrible acting, special effects, laughable, music is very generic. Usually I say I recommend this movie, I don't recommend this movie. 
the middle one is look if if it's on TV or something, you know, just put it on. It's funny. You don't really need to watch the whole thing. It's pretty long for a rating, but that's what I got for it.